0: Welcome to the Movers Resource Guide Podcast, connecting you to the resources you need to create success. We chat with the best vendors, associations, mentors, movers, and more, giving you the information you need to make your moving company the best it can be. Today we have a conversation with Mario Reyes from South Bay Moving Systems in Salinas, California. We talk about hiring offshore labor. Um, Mario was the one that got me to open up my horizons and, and think about potentially hiring somebody offshore. And I'm really glad he did. It, we've done it, it's been a huge benefit to our business. So I wanted to bring him on today to so he could talk about that and share his experience so we could have this conversation and, and hopefully it's helpful to somebody out there. Uh, I think it's a great idea, I think it's super helpful. And uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Mario as much as I did. So without further ado, here's Mario. All right. Thank you for joining us, Mario, on the Movers Resource Guide podcast. Really happy to have you here. Um, You're the guy that got me into uh, wrapping my brain around offshore labor. So I, I really wanted to bring you on, talk about that, talk about some other things, what's going on in the moving industry. Really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thank you for joining us.
1: Oh, you know what? Thanks for having me, Brian. It's a pleasure. Uh, I always wanted to help, and I just, you know, I love the business, and I love, of course, I love talking sometimes too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's good, and and like you've always been a great guy. So why wouldn't I help you?
0: I, man, I so appreciate it, and uh, and and more than just this, you've you've helped me with a number of things. So really, really happy to have you on. Um, so yeah, let's. Kind of kick off this conversation about, you you know, uh, what's going on with the moving industry? We're all, I'll say generally, movers as a whole are are suffering. The economy's down. The military was down. um, You know, home closings are down. It's just a very difficult time for movers right now. And uh, so one of the things we're doing here is trying to give people resources to help them with their moving companies. But what, what are you seeing on your side from, uh, a, a, and, and how is that affecting South Bay movers?
1: Well, like a lot of our business is the United States military. We are suffering from that. Uh, but the federal government is holding back on moves just because the cost of fuel, and we have a fuel surcharge with all our moves. So they don't want to spend the money on that. They're uh, as much as we think that they're not, sometimes they are conscious of their budget, even though sometimes the way they spend we don't know. but yeah. they are. and so they're worried about that. and um, also they're I mean like like they moved so much over the last few years. they're not moving. And then with the interest rates high, a lot of the service members are like, okay, I'm moving and they actually own homes. And they're like, okay, I'm getting out of a three or four percent mortgage to go to a nine, you know, and they don't yeah. necessarily want to transfer, so they're getting pushed back. So I think it's a a perfect storm, how to think, you know, how to say in our business right now. Um, I've seen yeah. it before I saw it after nine eleven. Believe it or not, a lot of people talk about two thousand and eight recession. Yeah. And after nine eleven, a lot of things flatlined. Up is good for us. Down, even if the economy is going down because people are downsizing, that's good as well. But stagnant, like we're getting, it's
0: it's hard. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough in the yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, you mentioned maybe keeping your crews busy and and, and things like that. Have you thought of creative ways of how you're going to keep your guys and uh, through the winter here with and not lose them, even though you don't have maybe necessarily a ton of work.
1: Well, you know what, what we're doing is I'm talking to the, I'm, I'm on a reengagement process with all my guys. And I'm personally talking to each one of them down to production personnel, drivers, supervisors, and kind of giving everybody a state of the state without spooking them. You know what I mean? You don't want to spook them and say, oh, like you don't want to shout fire in your building, but, <laughs> but but they know what's going on because they have friends that are in the industry. So it's not like, well, I can go over to Wayfinder and, uh, and they've got work or, you know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. in the same boat. So doing that. So basically we're doing, taking the opportunity to do a lot of training. Okay. Yeah. To prepare for, because this won't last. If you like an old cowboy told me one time, he said, listen, think about the worst day in your life. And I said, yeah, okay. And then he said, it's behind you. And okay. so we have to take that same approach, even though it's scary in some ways, and, and and just go and get into training, go over your processes in our office, make sure that when it does come up, which it will again, mm-hmm. we're ready to go. Yeah. And, you know, it makes your, it makes us efficient too as well. So I yeah. think this was a necessary evil. I hate to say it, but you I know, think it, in, in some ways
0: it's a necessary evil. I, I think it's it's eliminating a, lot, <clears throat> eliminating a lot of competition. You know, I think that there's some younger moving companies that haven't quite figured it out or maybe weren't providing quality service that are going to go away. And there's some really old, archaic moving companies that have been around for a long time that aren't adjusting to the new world that uh, are going to fall by the wayside, too. So coming out of it, I think we'll have less competition, which will be helpful for us in the long run.
1: No. And it has to happen. You know what I mean? Like it's unfortunate. No one wants to see anybody suffer through anything, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like anything, but like it's, it's part of business. It's part of the cycle of life. We all have fallen before, you know, even as kids, we fell in the schoolyard and scraped our knee and you know, it's, it's, it's something similar to that. Like it's not, I mean, we've got lives. So I don't want to belittle it or downplay it, but it's serious, but yeah, it, it's part of life. And so we have to adjust yeah. to it. And I think it will
0: be fine. Well, so, so we all know about those problems and all of that stuff, but what we bring today is Mario with potentially some solutions, right? So one of the things we can do to, to help keep our overhead down is, is hiring offshore labor. Um, and, and this is something you and I talked about at a conference a while back. And, you know, you said, I, I think at the time I, I said, I really want to hire a marketing person in house, but I can't afford it. And you're like, well, why don't you hire them offshore? And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I just cut <sighs> off. And, uh, um, you know, I, w- a couple of times that weekend we talked about it and, and you really opened my mind up to the idea of it. Um. And, and it was really beneficial to us. And so, you know, I guess one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, what are the benefits of offshoring? How, how can that help your company? And, you know, uh, let, let's just start there. What are the benefits of, of offshoring? Oh, there's I mean, like the most
1: obvious is cost effective. Yeah. It's so cost effective. I mean, you can whether you're going to. um, um South Africa, or you're going to the Philippines, you can get like very very good people. I'll just talk about like um, the Philippines because uh, I've got a bigger background over there. Yeah. You can get someone directly, not through an agency, but through an agency you can get them for about twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month, and that's for eighty hours. I mean uh, forty hours a week, so one hundred sixty hours a month. Uh, if you go direct you can probably save 40 to 50% of that. Um, So the cost savings and the work ethic is incredible. Um, It's incredible. Uh, I mean, I just, (laughs) I mean, I, you know, I'm a US, um, I'm first generation United States citizen, uh, but it's, there's some hardworking people over there in every country and they want the opportunities too. And so yeah, hardworking, follow directions to the letter. Which will make you a better business person because your processes and procedures had to be on point. Yeah. And so I can give you an example. I was able to help some younger movers here in California with some VA help. Like I like my chief of staff is from the Philippines and mm-hmm. she enabled them like she found people for them. And I said, Make sure you have enough stuff for her to do and she like, no no she's going to be busy eight hours a day. Well, within a couple of days, he told me, he said, I said, is it working out good? And he said, it's good and bad. And I said, well, tell me the bad. I was, he says, yeah, she's finished my whole list in two to three hours and I didn't have enough for her to do. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's you have to be prepared for that, even though that it sounds funny. Uh, the productivity is a little bit higher, less distractions. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love it personally, but it's, yeah.
0: No, and, and, and that's our experience too. And to jump back a little bit to the, to the money thing, you know, it almost sounds cruel that you're paying people such a low amount of money, you know, they might be making 800 to a thousand dollars a month. You're talking, if you, if you hired them directly, $12,000 a year, let's say, um, and, and not all positions are like that, but, but even if it's $20,000 a year, um, but What you have to understand is that with the exchange rate, you know, in my experience is more in South Africa, you're talking 19 to one. So yeah, yeah. every U.S. dollar, they're getting 19 South African Rand and, you know, a 20, $25,000 a year or $15,000 a year uh, pay from a U.S. perspective, they're living well you know, yes, they, they're, absolutely. They, they have a house, they're driving a car, they have a nanny, <laughs> you know, they're, yes. they're doing well with that, uh, with that income. So it's, uh, you're really providing them with a wonderful life too, and, and allowing their dreams to come true and replacing a position that, and at least in our case, we wouldn't be able to afford to have here in the States because it would just cost us too much money. So you're getting really high end, high quality, because you're, you're actually paying a premium for them and their company's money. Right. Um, so you're Mm. getting the top end talent and, uh, and they're, they're more productive and, um, you know, it's, it's really, really interesting if you allow your, your mind to open up to it. Um, no, it is. No, tell me this, <laughs> what made you change your mind, Brian?
1: You know, we had a conversation, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast. Yeah. You know, we spoke a couple of times on the weekend. Maybe you can tell the the viewers what what changed your mind. Well, what do you think?
0: I, I, first off, I'm never afraid to be the dumbest guy in the room. And so, if there's somebody else around me who has an opinion or is doing well, such as yourself, I'm going to listen and I'm going to take that to heart. So, first off, you have to be open to learning from other people, right? Um but really for me, it was, in my head, it's like, I don't want somebody w- with a really thick accent that can't communicate with my customer to be talking to my customers or anything like that. So that's why I was probably really shut off on the idea. And then, geez, how do you manage it and all this other stuff? And how do you know what they're doing? And, um, you know, when we started talking about it in terms of, for me, a marketing person, um, that's really results driven are you doing what i'm asking you to do at a high level of quality and are you getting it done in a timely manner I, and you're not necessarily communicating directly with my customer and all of that stuff and um and when we talked uh you're like south africa they speak english so you know you're going to get a native english speaker you know there's not going to be right. a real heavy accent and they have a really nice accent if if you had right. to listen to it right and uh and we were going to go on a, a vacation to South Africa and we were going to be there. So we actually did go and we interviewed, uh, Nora who works with us, who's amazing. Uh, and we interviewed her in person in South Africa, uh, which was fantastic. So we got to see everything and, uh, we went through staff domain and, uh, you know, they they did a, a great job of finding someone and, uh, you know, it's it really, You just kind of talking to me about it and showing me the benefits and the costs and that there really are great people and, uh, you know, they do a wonderful job. Just, just hearing from you and, and knowing that you were using it and it was being used successfully in your business opened up my mind to exploring the opportunity. And one of the greatest things I've done, um, we found somebody great to work with our company and to do a fantastic job and, and we can afford to pay it. (laughs) So. That's yeah. good. That's so, good. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just really appreciate you bringing that to us. And that's why I wanted to bring that to everybody else. So.
1: No, no. I think that, I mean, for the viewers out there, they're a little bit apprehensive about, you know, going that direction. It It's okay to feel that way. I did too. I said, Hey, what, what am I doing? As a yeah. matter of fact, I had, um, I've been over to the Philippines a few times. Yeah. Uh, uh, just because at my age, I wanted to actually see the people. I wanted to make sure they were real. So I was yeah. like, maybe yeah. I'm getting—I don't know—the young guys call it catfish, or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, "All right, do you guys really exist?" And so for me, I went there. It's not necessary to travel to the country that you're—you have your V's, VAs no. in. I would say there's um, a software out there, and it's called ActiveTrack. And that's what we use and you can monitor that and and see exactly when they log in, if they're on Facebook, if they're on Instagram, if they're doing like things that aren't supposed to, you can kind of measure their productivity. So there are productivity tools out there to measure um, the overseas, uh, you know, your overseas agents and anything that anything that you can do or think about, um, uh, you can find, I mean, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. I and, and this was direct. So you guys, like I found someone who, like Bear Pharmaceuticals does their accounting in the Philippines. Okay. I found a lady that she passed the US CPA test yep. and I'm paying under $400 a week and she does all our billing for us. All our yeah. billing, all our P&Ls everything. And so you're not going to find that. That's a six digit person stateside yeah. anywhere else. And, you know, we're happy with it. So, yeah. so far we've got, we've got seven in the
0: Philippines. It's, it's just incredible how much you've grown that. And even just in the time that I've known you and, you know, just thinking about the number of employees that more employees you can have that you, than you could afford if they weren't overseas. Right so you're you're offering more opportunities and you're also allowing yourself to run your business better and i i think one of the other things that a lot of people get upset when factories move overseas and things like that because people need jobs and we're not in that place anymore in the united states we we've worried for so many years and when when all the factory jobs were heading overseas and and all of that where you know well, we'll they're taking our jobs and moving them overseas well Look around. Um, we can't find people to fill qualified people to fill positions in the United States anymore. It's it's a, it's a no. battle to find people. Even now, when the economy is changing a little bit, there's still um, a severe lack of of talented uh, potential uh, people to hire. Um, so businesses are really struggling finding uh, quality talent in the states. And so this is a really good option to where. Uh, you know, for the, for the right positions, you know, your, your ops manager that has to be on site is not going to be able to be overseas, but there's a lot of, a lot of things that you could be. So, all right. So no,
1: and then, no, absolutely. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, that and automation. I mean, it's coming, you know what I mean? And, and it's coming, it's automation. It's how can we be more efficient? Uh, And I think that all the larger companies, because, Bear Pharmaceuticals, Bear Aspen, company been around for a whole bunch of years. They're doing all their accounting in the Philippines, they, they, and they've been there for 30 years. Yeah. So it's not, it's just now we have access to do the internet, technology, things of that nature. Smaller businesses like you and I, we can go over there too as well and have an impact. Yeah. And. It's hard because, like you know, I mean, we all want—at least I do, like—and I know you do too. We all want our stateside employees to live the American dream, Absolutely. to fulfill all their destiny. Uh, but at the same time, if we can reach out to another part of the world and make their life better, I think that that's good, and and I think it's uh, fulfilling for me to be able to see how I've impacted lives in other countries, and for even my own stateside people, I'm always one to say, hey to dig down and be engaged with all my people, uh, stateside and, you know, overseas and to make sure, and you know, that, Hey, like we're not treating them bad. We're actually right. enhancing their life. So,
0: well, and, and, and honestly too, if, if you're able to engage with offshore labor and allow your company to be more profitable, it allows you to be more generous with your, your employees that are stateside, right? Correct. Absolutely. You, can, you, you have more money available to treat them the way you want to treat them. For sure. No, that's, that's absolutely. I agree yeah. with you, Brian. So um, let's, uh, let's dig in here. I, we, we always like to, we're about halfway through. We love to dig into uh, a funny story since the industry has so many and you've been around for a few years in the industry. So I, I'm sure you have a whole uh, bushel full of uh, funny stories, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you oh, pick uh, one of those out for us and, and, and let's hear about that. Well,
1: I'll, Let's start off with the viewers. So I'm 59, and I've been on—I've been in the moving business ever since I've been 12. So things have changed, you know. I mean, like we did business different, but this was a story that was a a while ago. But it's not bad. It's not raunchy or anything. But it's—it's actually funny. It's funny to me. (laughs) So uh, everyone who knows me, I I was on the trucks at one time, and like until the last like seven, like seven years ago, but. This is when I was, oh, man, I was probably in my early 20s. Uh, we did a walk around, and a guy said, we walk into this garage and lined up. He had all these antique and modern-day slot machines. Okay. And he was so proud of them, and he said, okay, what are you guys going to do to take care of it? I said, sir, we're going to bubble wrap them all. We're going to pad wrap them. We can protect the glass of carver. He said, oh, man, that's good. These mean anything?" He said, this one right here, I want to tell you. It was in the Flamingo. Bugsy Siegel himself. This was one of his favorite machines, and he actually <laughs> had gambled on this machine. I was like, "Oh, wow, this is something That's else." Yeah. And for those, yeah, for those of you who know, Bugsy Siegel was a, he. He didn't he. There was always gambling in Nevada, but he invented Las Vegas as far as the big casinos, entertainers okay. coming to sing it. So he did that so anyway, and so. I was like, wow, you know, I was kind of amazed. So one of my guys looked around. So we went on to do, uh, to look at other parts of the house, to, you know, like on a free walkthrough. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we heard, you know, the <laughs> casino bell. Like, so we're like, look at each other. So we run back to the garage. One of my guys, it's one of my guys, crew members. <laughs> he, the money was falling out, the, uh, out of the slot machine. He was scooping it up and put it in his pocket right and i'm like hey man what are you doing like dude like he said but i won what are you talking about i won and i was like man put that money back and the it's guys looking at us like yeah, yeah so i was like oh uh, that's so I, I think that i was like what i've got a million of them we could be on here for until next year and i could just tell you about the, some are kind of like r-rated some are even x-rated we can't do that on this podcast <laughs> but yeah we could go on for... that
0: was one oh. of my favorites i always like that yeah oh that's hilarious just <laughs> and i can see the guy there too just being like i, I put money in i pulled the handle it's mine he was like he was like
1: i mean like here. it was um it was a big explanation of why he had to give it back you know what I mean? And I was like, hey, man, like it was like We're in his not mind. Not in a casino. Casino, exactly. Yeah, in the garage. And he plugged it in. They weren't even plugged in. He was like, hey, I can't plug them in. Like the guy told me, he says, you know, when I have my friends over, we have a poker night and it's just us. And, yeah, I turn them all on and then we gamble, but it's just among our friends. But, you know, he said, legally, I can't plug them in at all. I'm not supposed to. And, and so I was like, oh, okay. And then like, you know, went in, I thought it was a great store at Bugsy. And I was like, oh, and then went on to the house and I heard that and I was like, my gosh.
0: No, (laughs) that's, that's amazing. I, uh, that's a funny one. I appreciate you bringing that to us. Uh, absolutely. You're you're welcome. Uh, Um, Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate you entertaining us there and taking that little break. Um, So to to dive back into the offshoring a a little bit here, um, what would you say to somebody who is maybe closed off to the idea or was like me when you first said it? No, absolutely not. I don't want to do that. Um, What would you say to them to kind of open their mindset and, and allow them to explore uh, what that could do for their company?
1: Well, uh, I think I would go with the same approach as let the, you and I spoke. I said, hey, before you, sh-, like anything, I don't care if it's offshoring, if it's uh, computer generated, if it's AI, whatever it is, I'm like, okay, we can find all the faults in everything in life. Let's put all the good things that this will incur, right? Yeah. And, Maybe that savings on that, you can increase your marketing spend. That'll help you out, which will provide more opportunities. uh, Like if you're like, well, um, okay, if you're like, I don't want to put someone out of work. Well, no, you're going to create more jobs because at the decreased rate that you're saving over there, you can increase your marketing spend. In turn, when you increase your marketing spend, you're going to have to hire more movers. You're going to have to buy more trucks because you've got more marketing to spend, And then in that point, you have to hire another operations person, another people to monitor. So you're actually helping grow the economy. You may cut off one part, but you're growing three others. And so it's almost the same thing when you close one door, others open, but you have to like uh, give examples. I mean, like for you, bigger companies, you know, hey, if they're doing it, why can't we, you know, look at the savings. And just like that, because I've got, you know, friends that are like, Hey, I don't want to put anybody out. And then I give that analogy and I say, Hey, and it doesn't, bef- it doesn't help me out. It's not like I have an offshoring company and I'm trying to sell right. my business. I'm just saying, this is how it worked. Because uh for those who don't know me, I had some very hard times financially. I still yeah. do like it's uh, owning a business is a struggle. It doesn't matter, but oh, sure. like very, very hard times. And so This is the way I was able to say, okay, how can I get from point A to point B faster than I did before? And that's how I did it. It's, it's, hey, I saved some money here. I was able to do this. I was able to do that. Offshoring really helped. Um, There are some people that say, hey, uh, I'm sorry, that they didn't want, like we talked about the voice. I don't want someone with a foreign accent. That's why I said, hey, South Africa uh we've got three of our sales agents over there so we've got so i've yeah. got 10 total offshore people now
0: and it's it's interesting too because um you know we we recently now that my brain as i kind of opened up to this idea it's like okay well what else can we do here to help us and you know with the changes in the economy and the slowing down of the military and things like that we do have our office in uh the seattle area apex moving and between both apex and wayfinder with everything that's happened over the last year, we've had to really lean out our overhead and and shrink our our office staff. And that's been painful. You know, we've had to lay people off and we don't want to do it. And what we found at Apex was we're really struggling on, you know, making sure we were being attentive to the leads that were coming in, but we really were not able to hire back somebody um, financially that we, we didn't feel like it was wise to do that. Uh, with how much volume we had for COD because we're mostly military in that office. Um, and uh, but, it but having now uh, somebody who works offshore, we were able to really open up our mind to that. And so, you know, we, we met uh, Milo at, at IAM a few weeks back and um, he's out of Serbia, I believe. And uh, hmm. we've been able to work with him to have him start taking in some of those sales calls and do our leads for us, um, and, and book some of those jobs for our Seattle office. And the, the, the rep that works with us out of Serbia doesn't have a, an accent at all. Fluent. Wow. No accent English, you know, went to college, wow. here, lived here for seven years, and now just is back with his family, uh, there. And so we're, we're getting high quality, really good sales, um, with somebody who's in a, in another country for, you know, uh, very cost effective and and the language, the barrier that was the block in my mind isn't even a problem, you know? So, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's, I love it. As a matter of fact, when we get off, hold on a second,
1: let me, let me write this for me. (laughs) Like, like, I'm like, (laughs) like, I learned something. So like, like, look, just our conversation, now I'm learning. So like, we're always learning. And I think that um, I'm in a coaching group. And you know, one thing I learned from my coach, um, and I, uh, it's like, I don't know if I, it's like, Lewis, I'm sorry, I don't know if anyone I can, should mention it. You can edit. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but Lewis always says, hey, share information. And so a lot of people are apprehensive on saying that, like, maybe five years ago, this would be a secret between Brian. Like I've got people over there and they might be like, well, how's Brian paying everybody? But it's okay yeah, because I would rather have competition that was smart and we were like-minded, believe it or not. And then we can all create better businesses than someone that's not, that's, um, you know, ruining the industry. Correct. Um, a, a, one of the titans in the business that passed away, uh, uh, Milt Hill He owns a company called alexander's it's a nine Mm -hmm. digit um a year atlas agent he helped me out a long time ago he passed a long time ago but he said hey and i asked him i said milt why are you helping me and he said you know what i'd rather deal with you and be a healthy competitor that we're like-minded than deal with someone that doesn't know the business that's wrecking the business and, and I was like, I took it from there, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. wow, that's something industry. So that's the way I've always, and that's why I've helped. It's like, Hey man, if you're successful, you're helping me right now.
0: Yeah, no, I, and, and that's, I, I, I think that, you know, for, for, for every 10% that you give, you get 20% back, um, you, you know, the more I help people in this industry, the more I learn from people and uh, the, the more it, it gets returned. Um, And, you know, Hey, I have this podcast, we're sharing all of this information for anybody in the world who wants to hear it, but there's a very small percentage of movers out there who would take the time to listen to this and, and this will help them and they will be better for it. And that's great. Um, but, but everybody in the, uh, you know, a lot of people in the industry don't go to industry events, don't try to educate themselves or learn more. They're just kind of doing their thing. And so uh, hopefully this helps people. And I, you know, the the relationships in this industry are the best part about it for sure.
1: Um, No, it is, it it is. And there's room for everybody. You know what I mean? There really is. I'm not afraid of competition. No, I'm like, Hey, there's room for everybody. And, um, you know, to, to be on and, and, and be successful. And doesn't mean that like, you know, you have to like, be as cutthroat and, you know, as everyone may seem. And, you know, yeah. and there's friendly competitors out there.
0: So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. All right, sir. Well, I think we're about out of time. Is there anything else uh, you'd like to leave us with or, or anything else maybe we forgot to talk about? Uh, nothing that I want to touch, but just like,
1: just remember at the start of the podcast, for anybody that's enduring like a little bit of hardship right now, remember, Uh, you know remember what I told you about the cowboy earlier in the uh, podcast is remember this that think about the hardest time in your life both personally and professionally and it's already behind you and this will be too so we'll be sharper we'll be more efficient because of it and and then and 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 we'll all smile and laugh about it at a next conference or something together (laughs) and yeah that's the way it's going to be so absolutely that's something something
0: that I I appreciate it it's a great analogy and it's it's something that some people need to hear right now because it's uh, times can be tough but hey listen really appreciate you Mario thank you for your mentorship and your help uh, over the last couple years Uh, thank you for opening my mind to new ideas and and thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast really appreciate it
1: no no thank you Brian it's a pleasure thank you for having me on I feel honored and uh, any time or if any of your uh, viewers want to reach out to me, you can share my number with them and I'd be more than happy to talk to them. Okay?
0: Absolutely. All right. Have a great day and thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you again. Have a good yeah. day. All right. We'd like to thank Mario for coming onto the podcast. I, I hope you'd enjoyed our conversation. Mario's such a great guy and such a great representative of the moving industry. Uh, Really appreciate him coming on. Hopefully you got a lot lot out of that. Um, If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, This is not only a video podcast. It's in audio versions anywhere that you listen to your regular podcasts. So please check those out. Um, If you have any questions or have any suggestions for a future show please send us an email at moversresourceguide at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Now get moving.